Welcome to Composer's Favorites, a podcast by Film Scoring Tips. I am Giovanni Rotondo, and today we are going to learn more about composer Kenny Wood's favorite things. Enjoy the show! I'm so happy to have you on an episode of Composer's Favorites. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I was excited to do this. So the first thing I would like to talk about before we go into uh, your favorites is also the reason why we met, actually, and it's a brainchild of yours called Teammates. This is a movement that is already revolutionizing the landscape of film composers out there. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah. So um, Teammates is, uh, it, it's a community. It's a, uh, it, like you said, it's a movement. Um, you know, in some, some people may call it a revolution, but, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm a little more modest than that, I guess. Um, but what, what it is, is uh, it's, it's a coming together of, um, of all the assistance of media composers. So, you know, name, name your favorite composer, the, whoever uh, was their assistant or is their assistant or, or works in some capacity for that composer is, uh, might very well be part of our teammates community. We've grown to over 2,200 members now in just over two years. Uh, and, and it's been great. Um, it all started with um, a, a conversation that was happening in a Facebook forum where, um, you know, somebody was getting mistreated by their composer employer. Uh, and, and I chimed in to say, you know, maybe we should have a set of guidelines. Uh, and then fast forward a few weeks later, uh, I started writing um, uh like a, a document that was going to outline all these guidelines, but what it turned into was this this big seventy five page manual uh, on on how assistant and composer conduct should be handled in the studio, um, and, and it uh, it was kind of um, you know taken in by by almost you know everyone you can imagine, including some universities like uh, Berkeley and USC and NYU. Uh, it, it even made its way across the pond and into the UK and, and other parts of the world too. Um, and, and from that, uh, we, we started a Facebook group uh, and that's what we call Teammates. The, the book itself is actually called Assisting the Composer. Uh, and then Teammates spawned out of, out of that book. And, and it's, a, it's a very vibrant, thriving community and I, I couldn't be more proud of it. And I invite all the, the members of the audience to check it out. I will put it on the episode's page. And let me also say that the, the book is an essential read for everyone who's starting uh, and also for everyone who's already uh, experienced it alike. It's, it's, really, it's really, really good. I've known you for a couple of years now, but I didn't know you had written music for a, an Academy Award-nominated short film, Octopody. 
Yeah. Oh man. So this was this was a long time ago. Um, the 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 film and the score was was all getting done in the year two thousand seven, uh, and I was I was fresh out of grad school at UCLA. Um, the one of the directors of the movie was also a grad student at UCLA. We were there together, and um, his uh, one of his uh, short films I got to work on, uh, uh, and I was very fortunate to do that. So he went on to um, the Gobelin School in Paris, which is one of the top 3D animation schools. Um, and they, uh, he and a team of, of really talented directors, uh, who, by the way, are all at you know, various studios like DreamWorks and Pixar, and, and they're, they're doing very well and being very successful. I, I think Ahmad, who was my, uh, my contact there, he's now um, teaching animation. Uh, so you know, all of everyone there is just you know, supremely talented. Uh, but anyhow, they they made this film. They actually tried to um, have a, uh, a a very popular, famous French composer do the score for this. But sadly, it it wasn't working out. So um, Ahmad knew that if if he were to to give me a call, uh, I'd certainly be up for the task and sure enough I, I was and and I was able to put something together that they liked um, and you know we we thought okay we have this ni nice little two and a half minute film that that I think people will enjoy uh, and none of us expected when it started playing at the screenings and the festivals um, that uh, people were were you know not just excited about watching a, a funny little film they were thinking wow this has this has contention to win some awards and and sure enough uh festival by festival by festival it was just winning 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 and um and it it finally uh won at uh what what's the big animation festival like annecy i think it is and um uh, and sure enough, it got into the pool of Oscar qualified or Oscar qualified shorts. And sure enough, it got nominated for the Oscar. And I think at one time, uh, it was a favorite to win too. But uh, but the, the the film that won was actually very beautifully done and very well deserved. The next item in in the list of your favorites is your favorite film, and is also one of my favorite films, Batman, the 1989 uh, Tim Burton version of, of uh, the Caped Crusader. Can you tell me why it is your favorite film and your favorite Batman film? Yeah, oh, it, it's the first movie that got me excited about not just film music, but just going to the movies in general. Um, you know, uh, when, when I look back, I, I see videos of like archival footage of you know what the hype was like, and and the big the big hoopla surrounding the film, including the casting of Michael Keaton. I was six years old at the time, so I didn't understand any of that. So so to me, it was just my parents bringing me to the theater, and and the room goes dark, and that main title theme plays, and then I was just hooked from there. Um, you know, you you could you could like basically strap me into the chair and hold my eyelids open and I would just be enjoying myself for for the next uh, two hours and 12 minutes um, but yeah it, it's it's such a good movie at the time it was like uh, a, a superhero a, a way to do a superhero movie that had never been done before and uh, Tim Burton just really knocked it out of the park and uh, and credit Danny Elfman who who wrote the amazing 
career-defining score or you know career catapulting score if you want to call it that um and and that's what uh, made me want to be a musician and made me want to follow this i think in in some part that's what happened to me as well i remember clearly when i was in the theater watching the film it was it was mind-blowing um so now and then when i read the the favorites of my guests i like to do some research and eventually give something in return from you know for for the knowledge so uh the first i I have two two bits of info that might be interesting to you the first one i'm sure you know about it's that michael keaton is again wearing the the cape for the upcoming flash film and that's i'm i'm really wary in a way like like don't touch batman not don't touch the original but at the same time I'm, i'm pretty excited this could be cool but the other one that I'm not sure if you know about or not is a comic book. So the screenwriter of the first two uh, Batman films, Sam Hamm, wrote the story that continues the, the films and it's been drawn into, uh, into a comic book in the style of Tim Burton. I didn't know that. That's very cool. That's super cool. It's called Batman 89. Okay. And uh, from what I've seen, the drawings are gorgeous so check it out i will i will oh, i need to look that up right now <laughs> um so let's talk about let's change topic completely and go to one of my favorite topics food <laughs> let's talk about your favorite la restaurant howling rays it, it's sort of uh i mean there's there's a whole story behind it too um so howling rays for let's talk about what it is first it's a uh, nashville hot chicken restaurant uh so it's it's something you can find you know on every corner when you go to nashville um a very popular southern recipe of uh, spicy fried chicken basically um but uh yeah they they opened this place in uh not just los angeles but chinatown of los angeles it's in this little strip mall next next door to um, you know a, a dim sum restaurant and a Chinese uh, uh, souvenir shop or a, a, a tea places across the way and you know little dessert shops and everything, and and it really changed the face of this whole strip mall. It was it was so popular uh, before the pandemic. There would be um, lines wrapping around the entire mall. You'd have to wait two, three hours to, to get to get to the front and order and, and devour this delicious hot chicken. Um, and and it's just uh, it's just a untouchable recipe in my mind. And and I've I've gone around the country a little bit and tried you know other hot chicken from other places, and it just doesn't match what you get from Howlin' Raisin. <laughs> You're making me want to come to LA soon. I'll, I'll have to try it out. <laughs> Um, speaking of LA, your favorite tall building is the Ritz Carlton LA Live. That was that was a peculiar one to read. I must I must confess. But I checked it out. It's it's beautiful, uh, aesthetically speaking, and I also discovered that uh, the same uh, design firm that that designed the uh, Chrysler Building is behind the Ritz Carlton, but. You, you gotta tell me more about it. Why is it your favorite tall building? Uh, it's my favorite because um, it was being built when I was commuting to um, to USC during my uh, my study of uh, film scoring over there. 
So every day I would drive by and, and it would be just getting taller and taller and taller. And and when I was when I saw if, if you've seen the building, um, I'm sure we'll maybe show a little picture of it here. But if you've seen the building, it has this very unique shape that kind of goes outwards and up at the top. And it, it looks like a piece on a chessboard, um, like a, you know, a very proud bishop or, or a queen or something like that. And, and the, the shape always just kind of uh, mesmerized me. Like, you know, what what are the the physical properties of, of how this tower works. And it's not even the tallest building in Los Angeles, but it is the, it is the most uh, conspicuous. It's the most, um, it, it's the one that just stands out, you know, really cr clearly and proudly from the rest. And, and it's a beautiful building. And, and other than just, you know, having driven by it for an entire year and watching it from start to finish uh, get completed, um, you know, there's, there's really nothing to it. It's, it's just a building I've always loved. <laughs> well, I have seen uh, looking out, um, looking up on the internet. There was a website about the residential units, and there was one three bedroom for I think it was around thirty million dollars. If you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after my next indie film, I'll uh, I'll put my down payment. <laughs> there you go. And uh, you know, that, it was a three bedroom. So if you buy it. Please keep a room for when I come to LA to try the hot chicks. <laughs> and, and for the record, just so everybody knows, I've actually never set foot in the building at all. If I've just enjoyed it from the outside, and that, that may be how it how it goes for the rest of my life. <laughs> but there's there's another building where I'm sure you have set foot, and it's the uh, Warner Brothers Eastwood stage, which is your favorite scoring stage, and I want to hear more about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, these transitions are amazing. So you're you're getting from one thing to another <laughs> so smoothly. I can't I can't credit you enough. Uh, but yes, okay. The Eastwood scoring stage at Warner Brothers. Uh, it has always been my favorite scoring stage, and the reason is um, because when I was a child, I grew up watching all the Warner Brothers cartoons, uh, and they they were all recorded in that very room. So. Um, when when I was a student at USC doing the film scoring program, we got we had our first recording session that took place in that uh, in that scoring stage, and when the when the musicians started playing, it just instantly brought back memories of of those cartoons that I, that I used to love, and you know I still love them of course, but but I I was just so amazed at how how the fingerprints on the on the sound in that room. Uh, triggered memories from so long ago uh, it's it's really the same place the same universe and and it, it just kind of uh you know awoken all these all these super great memories that i have and and uh, you know i almost i almost cried it at that moment <laughs> so uh so yeah it, it's it's always been my room um and the the type of music that i that i write tends to be you know you know very rhythmic very tight um you know things that would benefit from a, a, a shorter reflection uh, you know for the the engineers out there uh warner brothers is like the biggest stage that also has a very nice tight reflection so the reverb is not too over the top and and for my music that works really well that's awesome kenny thank you so much for sharing with us all these favorites before we part ways i'm gonna ask you about gatlop which is your latest film Please tell me a little bit about it and, and when we can see it. 
Yes, yes. So uh, Gatlop is the latest uh, movie that, that I worked on, and I'm very excited to put it out. We don't have a release date yet, but we it, the film is done. It's it's going through all the, um, the quality review things that all films need to go through right now. Uh, but it'll be submitted very soon. But the film itself uh, is a lot of fun. It's about these four friends that uh, come together after a long hiatus apart. And they play this um, this creepy board game that uh, that ends up kind of taking control of their lives for one evening, um, and and makes them kind of um, you know reveal things to each other that they that they've kept secret for a long time, uh, and and there's a lot of uh, fun kind of horrific but also comedic moments, and and it was a lot of fun to put this comedy slash horror score together. This sounds awesome. I can't wait to listen to the music and to see the film. Kenny, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you, and I'll see you very soon. I, I wouldn't have missed this for the world. Thank you, Giovanni. That's our show for today. We like to make our episodes roughly the same length, therefore we sometimes edit out some of the guests' favorites. However, extended cuts of the show are available to our Patreon subscribers. Check filmscoringtips.com slash content to find more about this. Thanks for joining us and see you soon.